Hello there, Kansas City. Stephen St. John here with another episode of Hot Mike with SSJ. And as always, we thank our wonderful sponsor, Patrick Carter. Check him out at kcfarmersagent.com. Click contact me or you can text Hot Mike to 913-248-8861. Thank you to our good friend, Patrick Carter of Farmers Insurance. The uh, special guest this week, uh, our regular guest, my dad, Steve St. John Sr., who has uh, made his way out to Overland Park, where he says the worst drivers uh, anywhere in the area exist. You uh, learned that from your father, is that right? And Correct, you, you yes. believe that to uh, be true? I do. All right. Uh, so there you go, Overland Park drivers. Get out of my dad's way. Uh, but uh, thank you for coming in here uh, today to uh, have another episode of Hot Mike with SSJ. And so we've talked about a variety of things. We talked about uh, your uh, your trip to Leavenworth back in the day and some of the things that led up to your uh, departure. Uh, we had an episode, the uh, the very popular jailhouse nachos that you prepared here in studio. And so we're going to do something a little different. And, uh, and, and as you pointed out, uh, when we talked about your uh, your trip away, we kind of left it off at Rochester, and we can go uh, we can move on from there uh, on another episode because I want to kind of switch things up. And so uh, today we are going to kind of follow up on your appearance on the Border Patrol when uh, on Veterans Day you called in, right? And we okay. talked to you and wished you a happy Veterans Day, and you talked a little bit about your time in the Navy during the Vietnam War. And we spent about 15 or 20 minutes, but I received a lot of feedback from that and people that said, boy, this would make for a good episode. We'd like to do a little bit more in depth. And I really have never talked to you too much about that, uh, you know, in, in my lifetime. You've given me some of the some of the nuts and bolts, but I want to get a little bit more in depth uh, of, of uh, when you were in the Navy, if that's all right. Well, it's going to have to be. You agreed to be on the it would be weird if you said no now. Yeah, I'm here. You're on the boy. You seem so enthusiastic about it as well. Um, all right. Let's. Uh, so let's start. You grew up. I want and I want to get a little bit of background into uh, in, into your childhood and, and who you know, who you are leading up to your decision to go away. Right. So where where did you grow up in the Kansas City area? Rosedale. Uh, is it true they called you the Rosedale Reaper? That was a that was a fighter that I, yeah, good, I used to ring announce for, but you could be right. You've lived up to it. Uh, and so, where at specifically? Because I don't even know. Like, what was your like? Where, what street? Where did you Where did you live at? On in Rose? Thompson. You go on Thompson or Rose? Right like off Mission Road. So for people, yeah. So right off Mission Road, like what's there now? What would uh, what's the nearest apartment buildings? Okay, yeah. but like what's it by that people? Rosedale would, Park. Okay, so it's by Rosedale Park. Right. Um, and you told me the story about you you you, you went sledding down a big hill. One time, and you you damn near got riding you know, a bicycle. Oh, down, going down a bicycle, down Mission Road, and the chain came off. And then what happened? Huh? I went about sixty feet in the air. It felt like it, right? When uh, you know, it, it, back then, Mission Road went straight down, and you either had to go right or left. There wasn't alternatives like there is now, so I had to. So you're on your bike, and the chain breaks. How old are you? Not very old. You're hauling ass down there. Well, how give me an idea? Yeah, Were you, you know, a teenager? Like maybe nine. Nine years old. You're on your bike. Yeah. You're having uh, uh, I'm trying to trying to picture a young Steve St. John Sr. on his bicycle, uh-huh. pedaling away, and then the chain breaks, and you know it's your ass. You're going oh, down the creek. Right. And so then what happened? So how did you get out of that one? So well, you, what did you I, hit? I had to to try to stop it, so I hit a curb and went way up in the air and came down and I was started talking real high pitched, <laughs> so you. <laughs> you know I must have hit hit my nuts or something. Well, that's a because whole uh, other story. that lasted for a day, so you know. Did you have, like did you have to go to the doctor or the hospital or anything? Were they like was no, there a real injury you, or you just couldn't? Uh, you had to be dead to go to the hospital back then. Well, that seems uh, like know? that would be too late. But so, but yeah. you just walked it off and you were all right. Now, were you were you supposed to be in school? Were you was this during the a weekend or what was going on here? I was just supposed to be on my bike where I was. All right. You know. Time out. Spit your gum out because I can hear it. You're chewing the gum. What's that? Spit your gum out because I can hear you chewing the gum mm. with the microphone. We can edit that, right? That's what it is. Okay. All right. Good. <laughs> All right. So. So you were supposed to be on your bike. So did you? But I mean, did you? Did you get in trouble? Did you breaking the chain of the bike or anything? Nah, I did get you in trouble. My I got in trouble with myself. Right. You know. So okay, so so take me back. So you 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 lived in the house on on Thompson. Mm-hmm. Who lived who lived in the house when you as a, as, a, as a child? Oh, both my brothers and I think my sisters had already moved away. Right. 
But you had, you had your parents, and but you had did you have a grandfather? Yeah, my you? grandfather and my grandmother lived with us. Okay, oh, so then. tell me about this. I don't know anybody. Yeah, I'm so sorry. Tell me, so. Back, back then, you didn't put them in homes. You, they lived with you. Okay, grandfather and grandmother on what side? Uh, my mom's dad and 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 my uh, my dad's mom. And so your your mom's dad was James Kirk. Yeah. Right, and and he was was he in Star Trek? Is that the same? Was Could that have been, yeah. Okay, well, and so and it, it said James Kirk. And he was was he for, he was from Ireland. Yes. And how tall was he? Oh, he's almost seven foot. Now, what happened to us then? Why I don't understand. I'm. I don't I'm, know. I'm five you eight. Know. You're five. What? What are you five six? What, I, five six. That seems like, excessive. Yeah. Almost seven feet tall, and we yeah, get he's none of it. Pretty tall. So really, he was. Uh, I mean, were you? So tell me about him. You've never really told me anything about him. He was in the Olympics. He, he was. He was a. Uh, he was in uh, the Olympics. Yeah, he was in the Olympics. For what country? Ireland. What did he do? Well, probably drank, but, you know. I don't think he, you could drink he, in the Olympics. I mean, yeah, that he, wasn't a. He was a, a hurdler, I think. I'd have to look all that. You know, I never kept track of that stuff. I'm 49. Yeah. Why are you telling? And I do a sports talk show. At what point do you think you could have told me my great-grandfather was in the Olympics? Is that, well, I feel like that could have come probably up. Probably should have come about, I guess. But you Maybe know. during the Olympics? I, I, I could tell you more. What I seen was, was when he was getting real sick and the priest come from holy name up to oh, to, no. to talk to him and he lived upstairs as a real narrow staircase and they go they both got drunk and fell down the staircase and we had a hell of a time untangling so them. the so the priest the priest and, the, and and my my grandfather fell down the staircase drunk who do you blame there the priest or your, or your grandfather who do you think well the uh, priest brought it over what so it's blessed wine you would hope holy yeah, wine or yeah, anything blessed whiskey right okay blessed well you could bless the whiskey i'm sure and so that was how old were you when that happened? No, uh, ten ten years old maybe. So up until how? So when did he pass away? He, he lived. You lived with your. I'm trying to think when he did pass away. You were born in 1952, just to give yes. a frame of reference to people. So then, he was at least alive until you're you're 10, 11, 12 years yeah, old or so. Yeah. So I mean, so you have a good recollection of him. Fair recollection. Right? And so was he? What uh, was he? Was he? He's an imposing figure. Oh right? yeah, he was a big man. Yeah. Did you did did he did you did you talk to him a lot? Were you close with yeah, him? Yeah, I talked to him. him? Well, like, Once in a while, I threw a firecracker under that tin chair that he sat on outside, and got a rise out of him. You, uh, you know, boy, I did that to my grandfather. I don't yeah. know if you remember when that happened. When I uh, did uh, over the the Fourth of July party at the uh, at the Zuniga's house right down the street uh, from where they lived on North 79th Street and mm-hmm. that uh, that did not end well for me no I can promise you that but so um, did he t- did like so did you know were you aware like then did you ask him about the Olympics did you talk to him about a little bit yeah he had some medals and stuff I don't know whatever happened to him but you know I'm I'm flabbergasted yeah, by this and yeah. this is just coming up now well my sister my older sister was a kind of the historian and She's gone now, so I, and that's you know, that's Pat. Pat, okay. You know, I I really didn't keep track of anything. But he, um, and so did, do you know how old he was when he when he came to the United States from Ireland? No idea. But it was uh, so I, I I do remember seeing a picture of of your mom and, and him, and he was dressed like to the yeah. nines in mm-hmm. a suit and hat and everything else. And so he and then and then your other grandparent that lived with you who who was. That was your. That was my my dad's mom. Okay, your dad's mom, and so that uh, Ona. Her name was Ona. And though, so where was she from? Was she? I'm not sure. Really not. Right. I mean, she she used to always take us kids on the bus up to Minnesota Avenue and shop, and I definitely remembered her. Really. Yeah. So what are what what are some of the other things? I've never heard anything about her uh, either. Like, she was a, she was a real nice woman, and you know, we had it. Well, the only heat we had in the house was a like a big stove. And I never forget she used to take a quilt and put it up there on top of the stove until it almost burnt and bring it in and put us on uh, us boys to to go to bed. How old, and how old were you just 10 10. Okay. And so you said us boys, how many how many me is, and my my brother Jim. Okay. And uh, Chuck, we never let him sleep in the same bed. <laughs> you know. So Chuck didn't get a chance to no, take advantage of no, the of the uh, of the warm blanket, right? No. And then, and how many sisters did you have? I had uh, one, two, three sisters. Okay, right. And so, and one of them is is still living. So you had a big yeah, Kathy. Right. She's down in uh, Alabama. But you had so that's a big family. Yeah, and then you had the much, parents, yeah. and then you had two grandparents. Yeah. And so then, where where you said uh, 
your grandfather then lived Upstairs. up the stairs. Uh-huh. And so where did your grandmother live? Downstairs, next to a uh, bedroom next to us. Mm-hmm. Wow. And so, uh, and so then tell me about uh, tell me about your parents because like for me, I have uh, a little bit of a recollection. Mm-hmm. Of of my grandma and grandpa St. John, and I don't know I don't know why, but it, do you remember when I was a little little boy to t- to to I I would call uh, grandma and grandpa on my mom's side, big grandma and grandpa, and then I'd call your parents little grandma and grandpa, and I yeah. don't know why because yeah. my grandma and grandpa on my mom's side they were not big they were like five, right. five or five six, but right. I don't know what I don't know that's how I I I I called them that or whatever, but. Uh, and they, they both passed away when I was really young. And so I don't remember a whole lot about them, but, uh, like what, what do you remember? So Ed, Ed, okay. Yeah, and that's and our, right. And my, my son, Phil, he's named Philip Edward. And mm-hmm. so uh, the Edwards after, uh, your, uh, your father. And so, uh, what, what did, what did, uh, my grandfather Ed do for a living? He, uh, he had a bar for a while and then, uh, where was the bar at? It was down Southwest Boulevard and Mission Road. And so, what when would this have been? What what? Oh, it was, I don't know, during during his younger days, but but before you were born? No, no. Oh, after, so you were still yeah, okay. After. So what kind of bar? Just a bar? Just a bar. Okay. You know. Did you ever? Would you? I'd go in there. Yeah. Were you supposed to, or would just you show oh, you up know, in there? Who, who would stop me? I well, mean, I it's, would think maybe him or no. Back then, it's, I mean, okay. it, you could have kids in a bar. It ain't like it is now. Was it like? Know? Was it like? A, was it a wild bar? Like, what are we talking oh, about just here? A bar, you right? know, bar to drink and. And would he? And so he was. Was he also the bartender, or did he just run it, or how did that? Both, you right? Know? And then, uh, and so like, I'm just, I'm trying to like, like reference that. Where would it have been? Like what? Like close to what now? Like Southwest Boulevard okay. and I-35. Okay. Wow. Yeah. All right. So he had a bar there, and then yeah. what else? You said. And he also was a general manager at Borden's Dairy. Remember the cow, Borden's cow, sure. Elsie. Okay. Yeah, he did. That was up on Thirty First Street. He was there for many, many years. Right. And he had yeah. the bar while he had was the doing bar this while as well. He had that, yeah. Okay. And then, and so, what about uh, my grandmother? She didn't work. She was a homebody. Well, but that's you know taking care of yeah. kids and take care of the family, and that's a lot of work too. Um, and so, and they, and they, when did when did. Uh, so when did my grandfather? When did your dad pass away? Um, I was alive for both. So it was after yeah, nineteen seventy two. You know, right. like I said, my mind didn't. He passed away first. I was young. I was very yeah. young. I remember coming home from school, and I would have been, I believe, in the second or third grade mm-hmm. when uh, when when your mother passed away, when grandma passed away. Because right, I remember right. I came home. I remember my mom said. Uh, you know, go go give your uh, go give your dad a hug. He's upset his mom passed away, and I, that's I could just that just yeah, that's the only yeah. memory that I have there. Um, and so why didn't I don't know why, why didn't I know that he had a bar? Probably because you didn't tell just, me. Well, I don't know. How I else just, would I not you know? know? A lot of things I just you know I just don't think about. I guess right. I don't know. But we, know. but so you're and, and you lived. Is it the same house the whole? The whole time you're a uh, a kid, always in the same. Yeah, house? we we moved once to over on Troost. Okay, well, yeah, how old you? Fifty three twelve Troost. Oh, so you remember that address? Yeah, I do. So how old were you when you lived at fifty three twelve Troost? We were young because I, I left home when I was fourteen, so I had to be less than that. Okay, so you left home when you were fourteen mm-hmm. years old. Can mm-hmm. you will you tell me anything about that? Like where did you go? You know, I mean, you were fourteen. I got an apartment over on uh, in the northeast area. Over on Ninth and Benton, and let me take this opportunity to thank our good friend Patrick Carter of uh, Farmers Insurance, who uh, uh, helps make this podcast Hot Mike with SSJ possible each and every week. And if you miss having a local insurance agent, if you're sick of using a website or eight hundred number to ask questions or price scenarios for insurance. You don't have to deal with a Flo or a Jake. You've got a Patrick, a Patrick Carter, that is a local agent that supports the same community you do. Choose Patrick Carter of Farmers Insurance. All you have to do is go to kcfarmersagent.com, click Contact Me. Uh, You won't contact me, but you'll contact uh, Patrick Carter. If you contact me, then uh, there are problems with their website. Uh, You can also text Hot Mike to the number 913-248-248. 8861. Talk to Patrick Carter and tell him you love Hot Mike with SSJ. How does a 14-year-old get an apartment? Just to have money on you. <laughs> so you, you, know. you just got an apartment yeah. when you were four, mm-hmm. you're 14 years old. Yeah. 
what did you what did you do for money? I worked. I went to work for UMKC Dental College down at Tenth and Truce back then. It's it's up at, on homes or something. And how now. old were you? Fourteen. So what did you do? Worked in maintenance. You know, just doing whatever needed to be done, and they didn't care back. So then. they weren't tr- checking birth certificates no, or no? They you just care show less. up there. No. See, I it's very difficult for me to imagine you as a as a kid. So were you like one of these, were you, you clearly very mature when you're 13 or 14 years old, right? Yeah. I mean, so you, I mean, was this overwhelming to you? I mean, well, did, no, was it, I, no, that, because, you know, I, I, I had a brother that was an older brother. Right. And he was always in trouble. I mean, always in trouble. I remember when he was. Uh, How much older are you talking about? Uh, probably five years older. Okay, than me, six so you're years. seeing this. He's always in trouble. Always in trouble. So my dad spent a lot of money on him to keep him out of jail, this and that. And I thought, shit, <clears throat> there ain't nothing left to go around. I might as well go get my own, you know. And I really felt that way, right. you know, because he was always in trouble. And even when he went in the Army, he stole a Jeep and come home. I mean, this guy was always— Came home in the Jeep? Or, oh, yeah. Or stole yeah. the Jeep? No, stole the Jeep and drove Where was home. he when he stole the Jeep? Like, in what? Fort Polk, Louisiana. He's in the Army, steals yeah, the Jeep, and yeah. then comes back to Kansas yeah. City. Yeah. Well, you're just saying that like it's like that happened. Well, I mean, you know what? What can I say? But does he? But he pulls up, just comes to the house in the jeep. Yeah, I thought he was on an assignment. Right? Or something. Is that what I, he said? Like, I, yeah, I'm on an assignment. I know. Yeah. Yeah. How was that resolved? I mean, did, did they no, show he went up to the, the brig at okay, that well, time? Right. And then before that, when he was a kid, when he was just in his teens, he uh, or, or even before that, he had a coke, a can, a, a bottle of coke, and he's standing by a mailbox and getting ready to pour it down the mailbox, and the, the mailman said, you better not do it. You'll go to jail. And he bloop, 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 poured it on down. <laughs> and he went to jail. He went to federal prison when he was a teenager. They had the Teen Act then, and they sent him to Colorado. How old was he then? Oh, Just... shit, he was young. He was, wasn't was even 16. So you're seeing all this. Yeah, yeah. Now, be I, now be honest. Okay. Were you, were you, did you get in a lot of trouble you know, 13, no, 14 years no, old. No, so you weren't, no, uh-uh. you weren't causing problems. No, so. I just wanted to get away from that stuff, you know, so that's why I left and went to work. And So were the, there, there were things you wanted to get away from yeah. and just mm-hmm. break off. So you go and where, now we're at Northeast? Northeast, Ninth and Benton. Okay, so you're living at Ninth and Benton and you're 14 years old. Mm-hmm. And uh, I know that you ended up going into the Navy when you were 17. Mm-hmm. So then what happens from 14 to 17 when well, you're on your own? Well, I worked at the dental college, and then, then I got a better apartment at 10th and Benton. I actually moved a block down. Okay. But, uh, you know, I always, uh, you know, worked and, and made money, so. So then, uh, so, the, so 1952, you're 14, so that's 1966 when, when you leave. And then you're working until, you know, 1969 or so. About that. Uh, so then when do you decide or how do you decide, okay, I'm going to join the Navy? What what propelled you to do I had this? A, a guy, an older black gentleman that worked down there named Willie Henderson, real nice guy, and he was like a, like a stepdad to me. And he used to tell me, he said, you know. Willie Henderson. Willie okay. Henderson. And, and he said, you know, he said, I used to live in San Diego. And he says. You really ought to go in the Navy," he said. "You'll see a lot. You'll you'll be able to become a man and this and that." And he said, "You'll you'll love it." So he actually talked me into going. Okay. So so did you did your dad serve in the military at all? No. Okay. So your only your only exposure was your was your brother in the military yeah, in the army yeah. and stealing a jeep and bringing yeah. it back. And so before Sad sack. <laughs> before before you had talked to to Willie. Mm-hmm. A very influential person in your life at that uh-huh. point. Had you at all had these ideas like, okay, when I get a little bit older, I'm going to join the military? Not really. So you hadn't thought about no. that. That didn't sound good to you. So he tells you, talks about living in San Diego, <laughs> and you, you, you ought to think about it. Now, had, had he been in the military? He had, he, no, he had lived out he just there been out, okay. and worked around the Navy, you know, so he knew all about it. You know, I mean, he, he knew everything there was to know about the Navy. And, and this obviously was quite... 
a time in history to be joining the military. Oh yeah, it, right. This a, you know, yeah, not not everybody was joining right. back then. Well, they were they were there was a draft. They were coming after Heading people towards to Canada, I guess. Right, but so and and you were not of age. You were seventeen. Right, 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 right. And so then, let's start there. Take me through the process. You say, okay, I'm going to join the Navy. So what what do you do? Where would well, you go? I went down and, and joined. It, it, back then, it was down on Broadway. I joined, and of course, they was open me, uh, welcome me with open arms. And did you have? Did you have to show a? Again, no, they, they there's no birth certificate less. or whatever no, else. You show can. up, and you were, were you were supposed to be 18. You had to be 18. Supposed or to be 18, but I you, budged <laughs> the deal. Even today, it says on 17 on my DD 214. I mean, it never was corrected. So you were 17. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you go in, and, and and how did you pick the Navy? Well, he, from listening to him, okay. you know how how you know all that. You didn't consider the army or no, anything. It was the navy. No, I figured the navy was best for me because I wanted to go see things and you know rather than just a trench. So you you go down to Broadway, you join the navy, join the navy, and so then from from that day that you go to the office, how much time is it before you actually one week so what so what did you do in that one week did you one get after it just, did you have no i just did did my normal thing and then the day they they was going to take us they took us down at union station and fed us i think they fed us pigeon but they said pigeon? it was chicken well I... see all those pigeons flying around and you think it's pigeon oh, but boy then they they sent us to uh san diego but di- so did you go and talk to your mom and dad did you tell them hey no. i'm going to the navy no. You didn't even tell them? No, I, well, I, took, I think they got back to them that I'll see you later. Right. You know, and so you, never, Why would I talk to them? I was out on my own anyway. Right. Or just, just to tell them, hey, I'm going to the Navy. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I mean, I don't know. That's yeah. why I'm asking you. I mean, um, and, so, uh, and so you weren't, you didn't feel like you were leaving anyone behind. No. You were ready. Because no, that's, that's a concern yeah, for people, no. whatever. So you, you, were, you, were, you were ready to go. Right. Okay. Well, so you go to Union Station. Uh, apparently you're eating pigeon, uh, so I'm not sure of whatever. I don't know we'll what go it with it. And so there, you're at. So then, what what happens? Because you get, take this because I have no idea any of the, the details. And they take they did take us to the airport, and I take that back. My sister didn't know I was going. Mary, okay, that was married to Danny, right? And she knew I was going, so because she was you know kind of close to me. And was she how how close in age was? Was she older? Uh, yeah, she was okay, older. Okay, she's a little uh-huh, Your yeah. older sister, Mary, she knows, and she's yeah. going down there to see you off. Yes. Okay, and so you go to the airport. Well, the airport. And then and you're with how, how many? Oh, probably. It's a, it's uh, a plane load, right? Or pl- Yeah, probably 50, 50 guys. All right, so what, in, in your mind, what are you getting into? Like, what do you, what do you think about this? There's a, there's obviously there's a, there's a war going First on. First time I've been on a plane, so I was happy for that. Had you been out of Kansas City? Not really. What's like? What's the furthest you had been away from from Kansas City up to that? Nowhere point? really. No place. I mean, to, to be honest with you. So are you are you excited? Are you scared? I'm excited? No. You're not I'm scared ready. at all. No, no, not at all. Have you ever been scared about? I, I didn't mean, have this, enough sense to be scared. It's a serious question. Have you ever been scared of anything? Not really, because I just you know figure whatever happens happens. And see, that's why, like when, when I talk about you, that's one of the things that. I admire most about you that you you've you've never in in my time in my life I've never seen you show any fear, whereas I am uh, pretty much afraid of everything. Uh, and <laughs> no, so, that's not true. But you know, but I mean, yeah, that's I know what you're saying. And so it's always it's like there have been times like fuck, I wish I could not be afraid or not show this fear or just have this, and and that's but it but it's always been good because like I've told people. One of the things that's been most impactful for me about you is when I have been scared, whether it was a kid or a teenager as an adult or about whatever it is, when if you're with me, then I'm not. Yeah. Well, then I'm not supposed to be, you know, then I'm not scared Then I was, you know, and I always and it wasn't just we always hey, my dad will beat up your dad. Yeah. For me, it was true. But, you know, even even now when I'm nervous about something or I've been scared about making a decision or anything, if you're there, then I just you have that influence. on me. like, okay, Yeah. And and, and also, you all sometimes you didn't give me the option of being scared. There's nothing to be scared about. Come on. And you, you know, you, you you knew what to say. Right. Yeah. Whereas my, my mom would put. Uh, a wide variety of doubt in my mind about yeah. everything that could possibly happen in the world. Like, oh, if you go outside, you might get hit by a bus. Like, I, I don't 
outside. Right? Am I wrong? That's, true, that's exactly yeah. right. There could be an earthquake. Yeah. Uh, so you, so you go, so you're on the plane, yeah. right? Do they? So you, where and where do you go? San Diego. So you, you Diego, land right. in San Diego, and then and what happens? We get off the bus, and and all hell broke loose, you know. And we're going to be showing. Some, I'm going to have you send some pictures to Ben. And we're going to be showing some pictures as we talk about this on YouTube for people. And again, mm-hmm. uh, like and subscribe on YouTube if you want to see the pictures, or you can just listen on Spotify, Apple, wherever you download your favorite podcast. And so you get there. Now you, and I'm not having fun with you because we have the same hairstyle now. You had a you had a full head of hair. Yeah, you had a Elvis like head of hair, right? Mm-hmm. And so were you were you apprehensive about? Did they did they shave it all off? What was that? Yeah, they shaved it all off. Was that hard to do? No. You didn't care. Right? I mean, this is the fifties and sixties. I mean, you know, hey, yeah. right? Well, they had the butch wax. <laughs> so you get so you go in there and so tell me what happens when you get to San Diego. What what are all the things that you well, have to do? You know, of course the the uh, the drill sergeant. You know, he's yelling at you and and all that shit from the time you get off the bus until. Was it like the movies? Was oh, he on your yeah, ass? Oh yeah, they yell and scream and shit. You know. So like, what are you thinking then? Like, are you like, oh shit, what did I, what have I got? I get into here. So then you're doubting yourself, right? And so it's and it's bad. And so then, so how long are you there? Like, what do you, what do you tell me? What you're going through? I think it's it's probably I don't know how I I don't even remember six eight weeks somewhere like that. Give me uh, an example of an average day of what you. Well, you get up at three o'clock in the morning and you start marching, and it is cold in San Diego at that time in the morning. And then it rolls into breakfast, and then you eat breakfast, and then go march and eat lunch and march and, and just, you know, uh, target practice, just something every day packed. Are you learning? Like, are you learning things? Yeah, like, yeah, like what, yeah, what are some yeah. of the things you're like target practice? Target obviously, practice. You know how to follow orders and and. Uh, Were you good at that before then? Not really. So, so that was that. <laughs> but yeah, you know the the main thing is, and 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 people may believe it or may not believe it. And and if I ever get the, the tape, and you can probably look it up, there was an admiral, a famous admiral, that, that spoke at, a, uh, at, at a, a deal where all the officers were graduating. Okay. And he was a Vietnam veteran. He was, I mean, he, this guy was the man. And, and he spoke. How, he said, if you start the day. Making your bed. Making your bed. Yeah. He said, you'll go a long way. I have and, seen that. And that is true. And he was a man's man. And I tell you, uh, when you make your bed and look at it and go, wow, that's the first thing I've done, and it's right, and anybody can check it, I'm good to go. And he was right. You know, it, it sounds simple, but it's really not. It's something that you instilled in you that you knew you had to do, and, and it's just, it's a good way to start the day. I, I do that today. But see, so, so you're, you're, you're learning this discipline. Yeah. Would you, have consider, would you have considered yourself a disciplined person before you got into the Army? Like, to a point. So, but, but was this hard for you? Like you, you're describing getting up at 3 a.m., doing not the marching. Really, not really. Because some people, that'll no. break them, right? I, I never, yeah, oh yeah, I've never had anybody... Uh, teach me anything like that and and yeah I, I welcomed it because i i didn't have anybody in my life to teach me stuff like that but yeah i broke a lot of people and you and but for, for you was there ever a point during that you're like fuck this i'm gone i can't this is too much no. for me you never got to that point what was the hardest thing about that time of of the basic training and those things was it was it just the getting up every day or or did you handle everything pretty well i handled everything pretty well i mean you know i just just did what I was told, and and I think that if you fall in that realm to just you know do what you're told, and you're not going to have a problem. Well, let's be honest. There's some people that are cut out for the military more than others, and clearly you were. Yeah. Okay. And so, uh, during this time, are you paying attention at all to what's going on? Oh yeah. In the yeah, war yeah, and yeah. following, like, what, so what are you thinking about that? I'm thinking whatever happens, happens. I mean, you know, it, it is because there's guys over there right now that are back then that, that's losing their lives and doing what they're supposed to do. So why can't we? And so for people that don't like you, you've, you've, uh, you've always been very patriotic, you know, oh, and you've, yeah. all, you, you're very respectful of the military, well, you're part of the military, yeah. but you know, you, you love this country and you, you in talking to you a little bit uh, off the podcast, you said that's, you, that was something that you wanted to do. You wanted to go 
and and help and you yeah, wanted to be absolutely. a part of right and so that was something that you took a lot of pride in oh there there he's okay. showing the uh ben he's got the american flag ring which uh boy oh boy i don't know where you get that one at but uh describe the ring for us there as a it's, jeweler. it's it's a flag with uh stars sapphires and, and and rubies have you showed the camera right there behind you uh now let's be honest is the imprint of that ring ever been uh, on anyone's face no. are you sure I beg to differ. So that, that's not what I've heard. Um, but it's a, it, it's a patriotic punch if it yeah, ever happens. It is. Okay, so then you're there. And so then tell me, uh, so you said six, seven, eight weeks or so. That's So then then what happens after that? Well, You graduate comes, basic, you, basic you, training? You graduate, and then it's time to, to go home for leave, you know, and, and you go home for, I don't know, maybe a week or two. And Where did you go? I didn't go anywhere. I They... They asked me if I wanted to stay and work out in the desert at the target practice deal. I said, yeah, I might as well go. What was I going to do? I didn't have a girlfriend or nothing at home. So I stayed. I just skipped the, the, the leave. But everyone else, or Everybody most of us went, went home. Yeah, okay, Except me and another couple of guys, you know. Right. So you stay there. And so did you stay in San Diego? Yeah. I, yeah. They had a barracks with a beer machine in there and everything. I mean, you know, it was it was, it was was good. So the, <laughs> with a beer machine? Yeah. So you, uh-huh. So then, what are you what are you doing during the you're just target during practice the day, and go drinking out and beer, pull and targets stuff. and stuff, and help? You know, that's all. So when when was San Francisco a part of this deal? That was that was before. That was before. before. Mm-hmm. Well, like, so rewind. I need to get this time. I for once in my I need to get this timeline straight. Mm-hmm. So when did San Francisco take place? It was before. Well, so you leave Union Station and you said you went out to San Diego. That well, was, how, yeah, but. I went out before. Too. Okay, so tell me, wh- when were you in San Francisco for? I went out there to, to check the Navy out before, you know. So I, you had been away from kids. Yeah. So, oh, so. yeah, but I forgot about that. Yeah. How long were you in San Francisco? Oh, two weeks. Two weeks in yeah. San Francisco. So yeah. what? Who did you go out to San Francisco? San Francisco with? Myself. And you and you said that the first time you were on a plane was the so yeah. You, it was it was I had been on okay. before, but. You've been on there with all those people. I'm breaking them down. I'm getting the inconsistencies. I'm getting to the bottom of this fucking yeah. story of San Francisco. So you're in San Francisco for two weeks. Yeah. You don't. Do you know anyone there? Not really. So why did you choose? Why didn't you go to San Diego to check it out? Why did you go to San I Francisco? I to go to San Francisco. I knew I was going to go to San Diego. So you're going to San Francisco. It sounds like because I asked you earlier if you did anything before to kind of let your hair down, no pun intended, or have some fun. But it sounds like. You went out to San Francisco. So you just picked, I, I feel like I'm not getting the story here. You are getting You it. just picked San Francisco. Yeah. So you go to San Francisco. And then what do you do? So you land in, here I am, I'm in San Francisco. So then what? Where do just you go? You don't know anybody. going around and to the parties and whatnot. And well, how do you know where the party? You well, just show up and go. It was everywhere. So you, was this the Tenderloin District? That's correct. <laughs> and it was tender too. Okay, so you show up in San Francisco. Yeah. And how old? You're 17. Yeah. And you got nothing tying you down. No. And at this point, you're considering going in the army, or you already if you signed up. I already signed up. So you know, hey, let's go. Let's get. Let's get after it for a couple. This is what I wanted. This is why I finally got yeah. break down these barriers, and I'm gonna get the story here. So you're in San Francisco. You got two weeks, right? Did you know you had two weeks, or is that just did you go out there no, with I the had idea? Two weeks, all I had. Okay, so I mean, you knew you had two weeks. Yeah. So it was a finite time. And so, you, describe the Tenderloin District to someone who had. It was raunchy and and. Uh, <laughs> and this is the sixties. Bars, any kind of bars you wanted, strippers. What, just, what kind of bars did you want? Well, I mean, you know. It's honest, be I, I honest. Can't, there's some things I can't say okay. on here, but you know. You were looking to get after it. You were looking to have some fun. I mean, yeah. you're a 17 year old man, about ready to go into the Navy, and you're in San Francisco, and you've got two weeks. Let's see what we can get done here. Did you have a, a hotel room? Did you have some yeah, place you were staying? Yeah, I got a hotel room. They was cheap. What ho- do you remember the hotel? Uh, no. Okay, so you're in the hotel room. About $15, $20 a night. Were you ever actually in the hotel? Did you ever sleep in the hotel? Oh, yeah. Okay, so the Tenderloin District, bars, and everything else, right? Now, you just you, you tell me about this, but you give very little detail. Try to give me as much detail about the time that you, the first time you meet Janice Joplin. And this is no fucking joke. People, they, oh, do you, did your dad really know Janis Joplin? Did you really know yeah, Janis Joplin? Yeah, absolutely. It's like, how famous was she at this she point? She was she was pretty famous. I mean, to look at her, 
I mean, I shouldn't say this, but to look at her, she she kind of looked like a skank. Well, I mean, you wouldn't take her home. I mean, she had more hair up under her arms than I had on my head at that time. But she was a good singer, and uh, and she packed those joints. I mean, at that time, she was playing in different regular joints. She didn't look like a superstar. No, okay, no, so you, not at all. Like if she was just in a bar, you wouldn't think, oh, yeah, she's, she's no, famous. Not at all. Not, not unless you heard her sing. Right. So, so the first time you tell me, tell me the first time you see her in person, is she performing? Yeah, she's performing. So you did you know you is that where you, hey I'm uh, Janis Joplin's playing at this show. I'm going to go see her. Did you know that? No. Or did you just no, stumble really into a place just, where just walked in a place? So you walk in. And she's up on stage singing. Yeah, mm-hmm. And did you know who it was right oh, yeah, away? I, I knew who she was. And yeah. so then you see her, and then what? Because I mean, I mean, fuck, that's one of the greatest female voices ever. It is. And that's you're talking about singing. And I, I, this is the thing about you. I don't think you grasp how fucking awesome that is. When when people hear like, wow, like her, I still listen to her music to this day. She's a legend. Yeah, she and is. My God, when I was a kid. Did my mom fucking hate her? And I never knew why, you know. Would, would she, you know, something would be on TV and she's look how dirty she looks, that bitch. Go, she was I, right. But, but exactly. I'm just, I was like, it's, you know, I don't know why, she, you know, boy, this sounds personal. Yeah. And then uh, turn that you know, station, I hate, you know. And I never knew. Yeah. It was because she knew about this. I was like, man, mom really doesn't like this music. It's great. Yeah, I love she, this music. So you see her on stage. She's performing at the... Do you remember the bar? I don't. Okay. I really don't. So there was too many of them. Right. Well, boy, that sounds like it. So you're there. So then how do you meet her? How do you... Because there's a lot... I'm sure there's yeah, a lot of people trying to when, talk to when her. she came down off stage, you know, there was tables sitting, and I was sitting on the table, and she came and sat down. There was other people around, too, and then she just... She was a very nice person. Would ask you, you know, where you're from, and... Did she talk to you first? Yeah, no, but she oh. talked to me, you know, and then... Are you? Figured, you know, if I got to nail anybody, I probably want to nail her. You know? Hi, Ben. How are you? I'm just in here talking to my dad yeah. about nailing Janice Joplin. Yeah. But are, at this point, are you nervous about that? You're like, oh, this is Janice no. Joplin. Uh-uh. So she's so. Let's try to let's try to unpack this a little bit. So you're talking to her, right? Yes. And so is she? Does she make it known, or she do you, like she's interested in you? Are you? Hitting on her, like what's what's going on here? I'm, I just figured, you know, that that why wouldn't she be interested in me? I mean, I'm interested in her. Look at you, right? Just, I mean, uh, well, not not necessarily that. But no, no, all, but yeah, you're look young. Look all these around her, you know. I mean, shit. You probably I have seen pictures. You're, I was you're, a pick right. of the litter at that point. Well, you know, of course. Is that more a comment on you or the litter that was? Well, uh, probably right. the litter. Okay, so <laughs> what's you know. going on? Right, I don't know. Uh, and so you're you're talking to her. Do you do you remember the line you used or what you said to her or how you you know I mean do you no just talk you had to have some game talked to, to, and drank and she's smoking that stuff you know right well you know so I figured so then so then you don't have to get into the gravity details of the actual uh, but so then what so on that night did you leave yeah, with her that night yeah. where did you go did you go back to the hotel you had That's correct you told me about a car that she drove yeah she had a Porsche right. Porsche. Did you did you ride in her Porsche? No. Okay. No, did we, you see it? It was like I thought you said it was like a pink Porsche pink or something. Porsche. And so you you, uh, you you talked to her. Do you remember like what was said? When hey, did you say hey, let's get out of here? Or yeah. Like, let's go. Yeah, let's you know. And she, she was stay there any night she wants. But and she was on board right then. Oh yeah. What are you fucking thinking then? You're taking Janice's job. You don't. You're just. You have no reaction to any of this no, shit. I wanted, I wanted to tag her, and I wasn't <laughs> thinking anything other than let's get it. All right, so you took her back to the hotel. Yeah. Was this a one-time thing? Yeah, yeah. So then... I, I didn't really go back to that, that bar anymore. I mean, it was just one of those things. And I don't even know whether she played that bar anymore. You know? Right. But I was just going to be there two weeks, and this was like going into the second week. So you know. Did you ever see her again after that night? Mm-hmm. Was it? Was it... Did it live up to your expectations? Uh, I've had better. Well, okay, well... <laughs> You know, singers or uh, no, okay, in general, fine. right? Thank you. Um, so like at the time, like, so like now, when we're talking about this, this is an unbelievable story. At the time, did you, you, you're like, did you realize like this, what's happening? Not really, not really. I just figured, hey, I'm picking up this gal, and yeah, she sings good. Did and, she sing to you at all? Did you make no, her sing? No, I made no. her hum. Well, 
Hot Mike with SSJ uh, hopefully is brought to you by someone after this episode, but here we are. Um, and so then that happens, and you part ways, mm-hmm. and then you still said you said you got a few more days yes. left in San Francisco. I would that has that's that's that was probably the peak of your yeah, experience. San Francisco. You know, the rest was, was just partying, right? And so you partied. So then you get out of there, you go back to Kansas City, and then how much time before you go to San Diego? Probably a few days. Okay, so you go to. <sighs> And I'm going to tell you, if there's not some Janis Joplin played later in post-production, there's a serious problem with everyone here. And so then you, so let's fast forward back to San Diego and basic training, and then the leave, you stay in San Diego. I did. I okay. stayed in San Diego because I, I had no reason to go home. Did you did you want to go back to San Francisco and find Janis Joplin well, again? Yeah, did you, maybe. Did you want to go find Mama Cass? Like, who else yeah. was out there for you? Uh, uh, so... <laughs> So uh, you're you're there. So then then when so tell, take me to the point when you're leaving when, San Diego when, when you're uh, shipping uh, when you're shipping we, out. We were there probably about another week after we stayed out there because they was assigning people their orders to go, and I got my orders to go to ship out from San Diego, which I did. I went to, I went on the USS Iwo Jima right. LPH two helicopter carrier, which carried 500 Marines and 500 crew. Okay, and, and so and it took off out of San Diego, and so you leave, mm-hmm. and so this was. Do you, do you remember what exactly what year it was, or how were you? Were you still seventeen? Did you turn eighteen? Okay, so sixty nine. Hey, sixty nine, yeah. and so that's a, a big year for everyone. And so you leave, and then how, so, so wasn't what, for me and Janice. Right. Trust me. <laughs> uh-huh. So then what? So then so then you you, you so take me take me to that day when you're getting on the ship and everything. Was, I mean, you know, it was. Uh, it was different, you know, when, when we're pulling out of the harbor, you got, you know, most people had families, and, and when you leave, you know, you leave for almost a year at a time, so these, you know, families, wives with kids, and... Waving you know, the handkerchief and waving know, goodbye yeah, and everyone Waving, I love you, and Were you waving that. at anyone, or just, you know... Yeah, one guy, I think we was, we was gone about a month, and he, oh, my wife is running around, I said, well, shit, she was dancing to somebody with... Uh, Dancing anchors away. What the fuck did you expect? <laughs> you know, you ain't even got out of the harbor yet. So you're so you're on the ship. Yeah. What's going through your so and, and you're still seventeen? Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. What's going through your mind that you're leaving and now you know like do you know how long you're gonna be gone for? Yeah. Mm-hmm. How long did you how long were you gonna be gone? I, I, a year about that. We at, at that point, what are you thinking? Is it just like oh, I just I knew that I was gonna see some things and and, and 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 things would get real pretty shortly and it just you know, uh, first, I mean, there's there's stops that you make. First stop is Hawaii. Second stop is Okinawa. And then... Uh, Did you get laid in Hawaii? Uh, <laughs> no, the, that was, it's the that flowers. Was, that not, was a place where they call Lakanuki. What? Okay. So get and here we go again. Uh, <laughs> so you're so Hawaii, and then after Hawaii? Okinawa. And then where? Philippines. And then where? Uh, and so how long, roughly, how long is all this taking to About make a month, all these stops, you know, six months uh, or so many weeks. So you're just making stops since you really making haven't seen anything picking, yeah. too bad or anything up to picking this point. Up, uh, uh, artillery and, and helicopters and shit. So with them, what's life like the uh, up to this point when you're making these stops? Like uh, the average day on 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 the ship. You you get up and eat, you know, and then you, then you 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 work on the ship or or uh, you know. What did you do? What you was your job on the ship? <clears throat> I, they had me doing all kinds of stuff. I have I work with air conditioning. I I helped in the helicopter and the air 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 uh, section. I did everything. I, I didn't. I I actually got to do a lot of things. That, a lot like, of maintenance with everything. And yeah. The, so yeah. And it's. I mean, I, I don't think we can you know, unless you've been on it or seen it. You can't get a, a, a really accurate idea of how. Now it's gigantic yeah, this it's is you're going to a floating you city. You watch a movie at night. They ride out in the hangar, you know. And movies they were showing in the in the, the, the theaters yeah, in the United States yeah. or like old movies Probably or older movies. Okay, so you guys would go out there and watch movies yeah. and and for for wreck time. And then we get 500 Marines on board. I think we picked them up in Okinawa, and that was another deal. You know, where you got 500 Marines and 500 Navy guys. Did you, did you guys get along? Yeah, with their... pretty much. I mean, you know, I always got along with them because I knew where they was going and what they were going to do. We were taking them to Vietnam, you know. And, and, and they were going and, to fight. Yeah. Right. And, and I mean, you know, nothing against the Marine Corps. Please believe that. But 
a lot of them were like 10 feet tall and bulletproof. It's like everything else, you know, they build you up that nobody can stop you and all that. That's what they have and, to do, and, right? And, yeah. and the Viet Cong's got guns as well. I mean, you know, it, it, it's it, it was a sad thing because a lot of guys would take over there and bring them back in a body bag, you know. Uh, but they were Marines were tough and, and trained, and they could beat anybody at anything. It's just... Man, there's so many of those vehicles. Oh, Jesus right. but Christ! It's, yeah, I mean that's what happens you know, in war, you know. But when when we would bring them back on on the on board, it was really sad because they'd be in a in a, a body bag, and you put them in the freezer, just like a piece of meat, you know. I mean, but that's what you had to do at that time, and that's always bothered me too. And I would think about guys when they come on the ship, and even become friends with some of them, and. The next thing you know, maybe that same guy comes back in a body bag. Okay, so, and you've you've briefly told me about this, and this is, uh, and if it, if it, if it's too hard for you to talk about, tell me, and we can change the subject. Mm-hmm. But I, I did want to ask you about this because, like you said, this has been hard for you. And this stuff has bothered you for for the majority of your life, mm-hmm. right? So you make those stops. And so then tell me after you, you, you get through, like you said, uh, you know, Hawaii and the Philippines and everything else, when it started to get real, when you started to. Well, I, I, like, to, I, I like to reference to this. I, I think it was in the Philippines. I know it wasn't Oklahoma. I think it was Philippines where they had a chaplain. His name was Chaplain Freistead. It's, again, I remember stuff 50 years ago. and can't remember what I ate for breakfast. And he'd get a crew, a volunteer crew, of people to go up in the mountains, in the Luzon Mountains in, 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 the, in the Philippines. You're right up on the mic. In, in the Philippines and, and build a school or something or help, you know. Right. And when we've done that, I've, I've gone with them to do that. And um, uh, matter of fact, we lost one helicopter up, up in the mountains. And we had to... to uh, uh, they had everybody get on board a second helicopter with M-16s and flamethrowers. I'm going, what the hell? We're not in Vietnam yet. And we, we had to fly up there because this helicopter had went down in the mountains. And, and there was, there was man, there was every type of people in the Philippines. I mean, they, they pull over a bus and kill everybody on it. So it was a real danger to let that, you know, that everybody was okay when they, it was a, it was a uh, crash landing but we had to go up there and get everybody on the on the uh, on the, the this helicopter. Were you scared then when you oh, on this helicopter? Oh well, I mean, I mean yeah. It. I thought you know, well, maybe I'll get to shoot somebody or something. But we we uh, we doused that uh, doused that helicopter with flamethrowers and burned it all. I'm going, what's this for? We can't get it out. We're not going to let them get it. So right. we burned it up and took off. And I'm going, wow, is this the way it's going to be? Well, when we got to Da Nang and Cameron Bay to to offload a lot of the Marines, it uh, it it did get real then because then I thought here, you know, a month ago we're 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 flying in, building churches and stuff, and now we're flying in to burn shit down. You know, so I mean, you, it's like so you, so you, you so you get there. Yeah. Okay. So then what? What what do you do? You, you said you're dropping off Marines, and then what are you doing during this time on the ship? Well, a lot of times I'd, I'd fly in with them because I they would let me do that because I used to fly in and get the mail with them and stuff, but we'd offload the Marines, take them to where they needed to go. And uh, and that's very dangerous. You're obviously, you're in there, yeah, you're flying yeah. back and forth. And, everything. and then uh, the ship where we would anchor out, we'd shoot all night long, you know, at, at the target's. Right, you know those big, big uh, guns. I mean, we'd all night long just shoot, and uh, yeah, it got real then. How long did this go on for? Oh, months. And so months. you you described, um, and you said this has bothered you, and obviously, it's, uh, if it's too hard to talk about, just let me know. When you know you you would you would drop off Marines, but then you'd have to pick them up. Yeah. After after they had lost their life, right? Yeah. So in your mind, it, it may not have been the same Marines, right? No. But in your mind, you're thinking maybe those guys you uh, 
being friends with and Amory and, and you're bringing them back. So take me yeah. through that, what that experience is like and what your role in that was and, and, and how you. It was a very sad time when, when you, when you bring anybody in that's, that's dead and uh, you know, they're in a bag and you got to put them in the freezer and it, it's a sad thing. And, and, you know, they always say, oh, Marines and Navy don't get along. Well, that's not true at all because, I mean, I made some good friends out of Marines that were on our ship and, and they, real good guys and tough guys and, you know. So. Were you actually the, one of the ones that had to help with, with the bodies, moving yeah. the bodies? Yeah. What, what, what would you have to do? Put them on the helicopter and, and take them in the freezer. And how hard was that for you? Very hard. I mean, it was hard. Yeah, it was very hard. And so, uh, how long did this? For, for for months you did a this. few months, a few months. How do then, you? I mean, like mentally, how do you? I mean, I don't even know what to ask. How do you? Well, how do you there, do that? There's how nothing you, mentally to it. You just got to do it. And right. There's no, you know. Hey, do you want to do this? You know, can I get you to volunteer? You just got to do it. That's but like it, like at night. I mean, I assume you'd go to sleep at some point, or I mean, yeah. I don't imagine you sleep very well, but. You know, when you when you were when you did have time to yourself yeah, alone, sure. how difficult was Very that? Very difficult. You, I think about it today. I think about it today. You know, like what like what goes through your mind? Just, like even now, you just know, what you saw things guys you saw. in a locker and, and 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 it just, you know, I mean, those guys were good guys and and they just you know put their heart out there to, and and what really bothered me a lot, I guess, when 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 we came when we came home, uh. We had to shovel. There were a lot of helicopters and equipment over there that had to be dumped in the in the uh, in the ocean, right? Because you didn't want them to get none of them. And then when when we would get back, you know, at the end, and people would would just treat you like shit, and that really bothered you because you think you've seen these young and treat me like shit too. I mean, it just wasn't the Marines. After you get back to the, the United back, States, right? You know these these guys. You've seen them when they come over and they're gun hole ready to go and. And then they die, and, and these people act like this. The hell's the matter with you? You know, but that's the same ones that never been anywhere, never protected anybody, and ain't going to. So, you know. And I, that did bother you. That did hurt sure you. Because you went out there and you sacrificed, yeah. and you saw, you know, others make the ultimate sacrifice, yeah. and they're not getting the respect that they deserved uh, when, when they came home. Yeah. Uh, but so, like you said, you still uh, go through this now. Like oh you, yeah, you, but you go, uh, you go to the VA. Right? I do, and mm -hmm. I know that you always have wonderful things to say about the care. VA is the best. They provide you, right? Yeah, because uh, not you know, it, not everyone says that, but no. you do, and you and here in Kansas City, mm -hmm. and you know PTSD. You've had a lot of struggles, yes. but they've, but you feel. I mean, they they they're there for you. They I do. Doctor Demark. I had another call me today because I got an appointment Monday. And I'm going to be out of town. They always are reaching out, trying to see if you need anything. I mean, you know, I, I give them a hundred percent. They're they're really good. And so, what are some of the things you struggle with now? Does it do you, do you, do you have flashbacks? Do you have do you, do you have nightmares about it? What well, are some of the you things know, you battle Not all the time, but I mean, I try to try to think of positive things. Like me and Vicky's going up to Washington D.C. to see the wall and stuff like that, and. And uh, but but even today, you know, I, I I hear a name or something that I went to school with, and they died over there. And still today, I, I it's hard I, for I, you. I find stuff out like that, you right? Know, and it's sad, but uh, it, it's just a sad thing for the for the uh, thanks that we got. Period. And it, then I think about these kids nowadays. You know, Iran, Iraq. Here they're spraying and shooting stuff that, that they'll never know what it is. You know, I got I got Agent Orange. Mm -hmm. Well, I didn't know I had Agent Orange until they finally did some tests and told me I had it. But what about these kids in Iraq and Iran and, and all that shit? They they don't know what those bastards sprayed. And so, what did that do to you, like physically? Like you said you didn't know that you were affected by that. Did they cause the give me diabetes? Right. Give me a heart attack. Before I even got home from the hospital, the heart attack, they said, this is caused by Agent Orange. Right. They know. They knew for a long time. But you're getting the treatment getting that you need now. Absolutely, 100% treated, sure. And so so going back to when you were there, so then how long? So this is all 1969 mm -hmm. when you saw it. And so when did you, when were you finally done? 71. 
and and so when like so how did that did you did, was it was it up to you to say you were done had you sir like what how, I, I how does was, that yeah i was done as like a contract you know it was like three years you know so and a lot of guys if they didn't want to come home when your ship's coming back coming home you could actually find somebody on another ship that's just going over there and transfer did so at that point did you want to come home yeah, I was. Yeah, I, I'd seen enough. Was it so? Was it, you decided? Was there anything? We talked about so many things. Now, was there anything? An incident that happened, or anything that happened? Said, you know what? This is this is too much for me. Or was it just a cumulative effect that all the things happened? You just everything in general, you know, and and, and the, the the young lives that were lost, and you know, just you think now for what? You know, I mean, but right. hey, still, if, if things were like that now, I'd still go back. And every guy that, that that you talk to would say the same thing. It's the that's you know? the question I was just getting ready to ask yeah. you. Now looking back, knowing what you know now, what you went through, the physical problems that you've had, the issues you've had, uh, you know, mentally, what it put you through, would you do it all over again? Absolutely, without a doubt. Yeah. No question. Yeah, no question. And and, and why? Just because you know I, I'm I'm here for the United States, and the United States have done way more for me than I've done for them. You know, it's it's just the way it is. I mean, if you if you're gonna live for something, you'll die for nothing. I mean, the fact of the matter is, look at all these other countries. They treat their their population like crap. And and look at look at us. I mean, we get we got everything there is. You can do anything you want here. I mean, you can make as much you, money you want. Or, you've proven that over the years, haven't you? Yeah, that's no shit. <laughs> well, within reason, right? Well, yeah, I feel like you've reason. done everything. But, I mean, even. Even with with my history, you know what what's going down in my life, it's still choices that I've made, not somebody else. Nobody forced you to do no, those things. That no, was what you not. wanted to do. And right now, I, I I tell my wife all the time. I said, God damn it, if they had a war right now, I'm ready to go. You're I, too old. That's I said, right. Well, well, whatever. I think we need to probably stand. But stand I would be ready to go. I know, you know that you would, but uh, I'd like you to not. Yeah. Uh, you know, I'd be afraid for the other people. Yeah. Uh, and so. You you came home, um, and so this and we're, we'll we'll kind of leave it. We'll end it with this. But okay. so you were twenty years old. Yes. When you come back, and so so take me back. How you, you, you they, so they brought you back on the ship, uh, and so tell me. I think this is not April of I don't know when it Apollo was. thirteen. Yeah, we haven't Apollo told. 13, I want you to yeah. tell me the story. That's going to be the last story that we tell. Apollo thirteen was was uh, landed in right off the coast of Hawaii. And we had picked up Apollo 13. I don't remember when it was, but uh, it was an aborted mission where they almost lost the the uh, Apollo 13, but they was able to patch things up and and land. And uh, our ship is the only one that was the one that picked it up and brought them aboard. And this and was this when you when you're on your way back when you were no, done or what, what part? On the way over. Okay, so on the way over. Yeah, so I, we're, we're kind of rewinding and, here. And to, the fact of the matter is, there's only two ships in the Navy that can pick those Apollos up, and that was USS Iwo Jima, LPH two. Well, this is April 1970 when this happens. Yeah. So this would this, this would have been on your way back. Well, no, yeah, on your way well, so we, in the we, middle. We'd come back. And go back and, go forth. back and forth. Back and forth. Okay, so then you're you're going back. And so, how, so what? Like this is this is something regular. Yeah. What what are you what are you hearing on the ship that's happening with Apollo thirteen? Did you know about it? Did you? Yeah, know, yeah. What, we knew that they was having problems. I forget what it was, but but they 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 ironed it out and got it fixed, and they landed uh, off the coast of Hawaii, and we picked them up. When I say we, it was skin divers and and whatnot. But the fact of the matter is, there's only two ships that can pick them up: USS Iwo Jima, LPH two, or the USS New Orleans LPH2. That's the only two ships that could do it. You were on the fucking ship that picked up Apollo 13. Yeah. Like, what, so where are you at? When you do, are, are you able to see all this oh, stuff? Yeah. Did you, you see the? See you could see them. Like, I'm looking at a picture sky. right here of the, of, 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 the uh, of, of of that's on the, the ship. astronauts when they're they're on the ship. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Did you did you did you talk to them? Did you like me? Like, what, like where are you we with all this hands, going on? And we had hats that said uh, uh, Apollo 13, USS Iwo Jima. Like were you? I mean, do you like? Did, did you realize what a big what what a big deal this was while it was going on? I mean, obviously you're in the middle of, yeah. of, of war and everything else, but I mean, fuck. Yeah, you don't think about it till later on. You so know? you see everything else and and you pick them up and, uh, yeah. and so what happened to the hat? 
that you hit the. I'll look for it for you. Right. So what? So what else do you remember about that? I mean, that's a that's a huge about piece it, of history. A, you know, I mean, it was it was for higher up echelon, but we got to see them and handshake their hand. So you were, but you were a part of it. Yeah. Okay. And so, uh, so then we'll. I want to end up when you when you come back home. All right. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, so when, when when were you done? When did when did you get when did you get out? So this had been. It was in seventy one. Okay. So you come home and they take you back to San Diego. Yeah. Yeah. San okay. Diego. So you get back to San Diego. Then then you're off the ship. Mm-hmm. Had you been since you first left? Had you been back to San Diego? So no. you kind of went. So. Mm-hmm. You get to San Diego, then then what happens? I was going to stay there, but you know. okay. So you get back. Do you have to do anything else, or they no. like what do no, they do to discharge you? Yeah, about a week or two, three weeks. You know, just stay on the base. Okay, and so you think I'm going to stay in San Diego, but then why didn't you? I just didn't you because know. you didn't seem eager to go back to Kansas City, like for your leave yeah. or whatever else. What made you go back to Kansas City? Just. Well, this is kind of important because if you don't make this decision, then I'm not here doing this fucking podcast. Right, so, like, exactly, so there was exactly. there, do you, was there any, like, it, was there any reason? Just okay, no. I'm gonna go back to Kansas yeah, City, no. right? Um, and so you end up going back to Kansas City, and you're, you're, you mentioned your sister Mary. Yeah, your sister Mary has a, and tell me, correct me when I'm wrong here. Your sister Mary has a welcome home party for you. Yeah. Okay. Her husband is Dang. named Danny Ontiveros. Yeah. Okay, so she's Mary Ontiveros, yes. Mary St. John, yes. Mary Ontiveros. They have uh, uh, a party for you. Was it the same house that he still yeah, lives 1018 in? Yeah, ten eighteen Elmwood. Ten eighteen. So the, in Northeast, they have a welcome home. Was it right after you got back? Right, right like first yeah, whatever. About a, about a few weeks. So th- this is a welcome home party for you. Yeah, it's a big party. A mm-hmm. bunch of people there. <clears throat> you're tw- you're twenty years old, and so your sister and your brother in law Danny have a welcome home party yes. for you. Here you are. And then there's a 33-year-old beautiful Mexican woman, Danny's sister, that's single. Yeah. You meet her at the party. Yes. Were you? Were, did, did they plan this? Were they trying to set I, you I up, or you just, or I mean, you just there and you I see don't her? Know. I seen her. That was it. So what happened? Did you did you did you, you met her and I started going out with her and. But did you? I just, I've never asked this. So who 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 asked who out first? Who so you up to her? Out. And you say, hey, yeah. Yeah, I'm a, you know, I'm a, I just got out of the Navy. Let's make seen? little Stevie. Wow. Unbelievable. All right, so you, you you take her out. You go out with her. And, I mean, like, you ain't kidding. No, like she a few was gorgeous. Ma- she was probably the prettiest woman I ever seen at that time. She worked at the – she know. she was a waitress at the Playboy Club. A lot of people yeah, don't. Yeah, she, was, she was a knockout. So, but, but, I mean, right away you guys started dating. Yeah. And you, you're kid about that. But right away she becomes pregnant with me. Yeah. And then you guys went to – Miami, Oklahoma, J.J. <laughs> Sweetenham. To get, to get married? Yeah. And so did, was that uh, – was that by choice, or were you encouraged well, by anyone? Well, I'm gonna be honest. What you want to be honest? Yes, we can be honest. Well, that's why we're, you're here. We're in, we're in uh, Miami, Oklahoma, because I took a friend of mine, Jim Bates, and Sandy Bates. Right. I took them up to get married. Right. And all the way up there, your mom said, "You know, we ought to get married too." Okay, so is she pregnant? Does she know she's pregnant with me? I don't think. Okay, so, so you don't know. Okay, no, all right. I don't think so. I'm trying to. Okay. I think we ought to get married. I think we ought to get married. I said, well, you know, I'm I'm, I'm kind of on the fence because you know I haven't been home long enough to make any big decisions. And you're 20. I'm 20, so I I knew about your your grandfather, and, and that wasn't a good taste, you know, because what is that? Well, he just was always known as a mean guy, you know, and so Danny Ontiveros Senior, yes, a very yes, powerful yes, man yes, in Kansas City, Kansas, yes, uh-huh. and let, let's be honest, someone. That if there's a list of people you want to fuck with, he's last. He's not, yeah, right. he's not on the list. Right, he's not on the list. Yeah, all right. and so anyway, she, you know, all we we got motel rooms and we're going to take them to get married the next day, and all night long, you know, I think we ought to get married and think we ought to get married. <laughs> and, you know, I and, and I'm not saying I didn't want to. Right, it's not because I didn't love but her. But she's got yet. the full court press she, on. Yeah, she's right. and she said, you know, are we going to get married or not? I said, you know, not at this point, I don't think. And just take it uh, slow. It, I'm just back that, from the at Navy. At that point, she gets, she gets ready to walk out the door. Mm-hmm. I said, where are you going? She said, I'm telling my dad. Oh, shit. I said, what? Yeah. She said, I'm going to let my dad, Danny, know. Right. I said, well, you know, if you put it that way, yeah, we can probably get married. <laughs> no problem. And I'm not saying I got married because right I, I, I was pressured. 
She's beautiful. There's all every reason to get married. I just wasn't ready, but Danny helped me get ready. I guess. <laughs> okay, but you can you give me a little bit of insight to that about my my grandfather, Danny Ontiveros? You're describing is like you don't want to piss him off. Like well, what? When, did, when what you did you look, know about him at this point? When when you look at a picture of him, he's got he, he's got like a like a mean grin, and he 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 had a bail bonding company, and it wasn't a nice picture when he had to come after you. Right. I knew all this stuff. I mean, I wasn't scared of anybody, but. I had to think about him. He owned. Uh, he was a part of the owner of Danny and Paul Bonding yes. in downtown yeah, KCK. Yeah. Danny and Paul Bonding, yes, right? Correct. And so, yeah. so you knew enough because yeah. your your sister had married his son, yeah. and so that's the weird thing. Like they had a son named Tony, yes. who's my cousin, and we tell people we're double cousins. Well, what's that mean? My mom married his dad, and his dad married my that's mom, correct. and double then and, and then, as we've tried to explain to my daughters. If you remember the other night, uh, one of my daughters yeah. said, that sounds illegal, and we've tried what's I mean, not. nobody's walking around cross-eyed right. or nothing. I mean, come on. It's double cousins. So then, so, then you get, so then you got so you got married then. You know, wait a minute. Stop. You do have some yeah. side effects. I, well, I kind of do. So, but, but you, but, so then you got married then. Yes, I did. And then you go back, and, and then everything. And I was happy ever after. Right, and so then not too much longer later than you had me. Yes. Right? Mm-hmm. And so, but you were, and that's what I, it's, it's amazing. You were, you were 20. My mom was 33. Yeah. And that's why, like, you know, you're, you're born in 1952. Yeah. I was born in 1972. Yeah. Were you like, like, with, I mean, you went from, I just got home from the war. I'm 20 years old. Now I got a wife and now I got yeah. this fucking guy coming Jumped out. Jumped out of the pan in the fire. What did you think? So what, how did that happen? So to, what, when you, when you had me, were you like, Oh shit! Oh, I was, like, got, no, stuff we, got real. We, we was happy, and she was a really, really, really good mom. I didn't have to, you know, I didn't have to do nothing. And so I want to wrap up, Dad, just because uh, you said some very nice things about the VA, and I think mm-hmm. that's a great point that you make. That when you came home, you weren't well received. That's bothered you for a long time. But now, when I talk to you, you talk about all the great things the VA does for you, mm-hmm. other people that that made huge sacrifices that are still dealing with the after effects to this day. Uh, and so now, again, you said you do it all over again. W- what are some of the things that you deal with now and, and what are and how does the VA help you and show you that that you're appreciated and you're supported? Because I think that's very important. Yeah, any problem I have, I just call VA and they'll hook me up with whoever I need. And, and, and what would you say to a member of the military that's out there that's that's if you're thinking about hurting yourself forget about it right. just go to va and they will help you but you knew and even to this day like you said you uh they're wonderful you but you never you'd go back you do it all over again. yeah i would yeah i'll tell you this one thing for sure i mean i, mean, I hope you mm-hmm. I hope you take this and understand this i mean uh sometimes i'm when i when i hear you i'm, I'm in awe of you mm-hmm. and things that you have done I could never fucking have the courage to do. That's not true. Well, but go ahead. Yeah, but because I consider you a hero, and a lot of people yeah. do. And so, no, no, seriously, because, um, and then here you are, and you've been through all these things, and, and you've made a big sacrifice for the country. And so, uh, thank you on behalf of everyone, and I love you. And I'm here to do Italian gardens for lunch, the best deli around. And I'm going to see Carl DiCapo, which is the mainstay, and John David. Yeah. So come on down and I'll buy your lunch. I tell you what, if you don't get a fucking free lunch out of that, then yeah. uh, Mr. DiCapo, please take care of business. That has been Hot Mike with SSJ. Uh, thank you for listening. Be sure thank you to guys. We love you. like and subscribe on YouTube and download the podcast wherever you download your favorite podcast. The microphone is off. <laughs>